Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church podcast. Uh, We're coming to you from Greenville, South Carolina, home of Marathon Church. My name is Craig Henson. I'm the Next Steps Pastor, and I am pleased to welcome today Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello. Student Pastor Chase Callahan. Hey. And Kids Pastor Casey Callahan. Hey, guys. Welcome, everybody. So good. So good. Kind of a so good. Yeah. Yeah. So happy to be here. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. Guys, we're talking about the book of Galatians. We're in a series on Sunday mornings, and we're walking through Galatians. Chase, you started it the first week talking Mm -hmm. about Sunday best versus surrender. Awesome message. I tried to pick up where you left off on Sunday, talk a little bit more about religion versus living in freedom with Jesus. And we kind of centered around this one verse on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's recorded for us in Galatians 2.20. This guy, the Apostle Paul, wrote, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And there's really so much to unpack there and to unpack in all of chapter 2. But one of the things that strikes me right away is he says, I'm crucified with Christ. But then he alludes to the fact that he still has to live in this body. And I think that's where the tension comes. We're trying to live for Christ. We're trying to follow Jesus, but we still live in this body with all kinds of different interests and passions and desires. And how do we balance all that and uh, keep focused on living in freedom in Jesus? Well, that's good. Uh, Brian, I think, has all the answers. So, all right. Uh, go ahead, Brian. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yes, I thought I did. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a hard – it's, it's a hard question for sure. Like, how do we do that? Because there are so many avenues that you can go down. And Paul, he does a great job at picking up, like, certain parts of it. You know, you got the fruits of the Spirit that we're going to be hitting. You even hit it on a little bit this Sunday or this past Sunday. Um, but even I try to remind myself, those right there, I try to pick one <laughs> or two or three because I know I'm struggling with them. This week, what is, what's something that's being obvious to me that's, you know, that's part of my, let's just, I got three kids, right? Patience. So, you know, whenever you, uh, and my wife here, and Casey, she can attest to this, like, I'm really quick to go from zero to 60, right? Really, really quick. Um, and so when it's, to me, I sort of look at it and I go, okay, that's, that I need to focus on that part right now. Mm-hmm. Because... That's going to hinder me from a, a life that God truly is saying I can be free right. in. You know what I mean? I can right. I can live in this freedom, and so I'm going to focus on patience this week, or I'm going to focus on joy, you know, and kindness, and just trying to narrow it down instead of like that's almost like a loaded question, kind of, but yeah, it's not. Sure. But I mean, it's there's so much that I have to break it down, and I can't. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? Well, Mm -hmm. one bite at a time, right? And so I have to choose freedom one day at a time, you know, and notice the word choice or choose, you know, Mm -hmm. that's huge for me. Yeah, we talked a lot about choices on Sunday as well. One of the things that we tried to, you know, turn our attention to on Sunday, it it seemed like last week we talked a little more about outward things that we struggle with, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's some things maybe that, turn us away from living in freedom and, and point us toward rules and duty and judgment and condemnation, at least for those of us that maybe grew up in the church that, or that grew up religious, it's our tendency, it's kind of our 
our default to go back to, you know, rules and regulations and you got to do this, you got to do that. And I think really for, for me personally, that's one of the things that really gets me off track of if I get my eyes off of Jesus and I start looking at people and start nit- nitpicking that, you know, it doesn't do anything to them. It just gets me out of step with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think um, I'm definitely a people pleaser. I don't like to disappoint people or say no to people. And so when I try to live my life by their rules or their ideals, um, that's when I lose my freedom because I know that God has wired me and made me a certain way and has gifted me in certain ways. And when I'm following him, I have freedom. But when I take my eyes off of that and I'm trying to follow, you know, thinking about not wanting to upset people or or doing things just out of duty because this is what I think people need me to do then I'm imprisoned by that that need to make them happy and to get their approval. And I think there are a lot of people pleasers that have a hard time letting go. It's much easier sometimes to live by the rules. You know, I can check that off at night and be like, okay, I did that, I did that, I did that. And so I think as a people pleaser, that's really hard to let go of sometimes. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, I think about this, you know, honestly, um, it's hard to do. Mm. It really is. I mean, it's. 100%. I'm glad that Jesus made the way, you know, and He gave everything for us to have that freedom. But sometimes I think we kind of neglect that. We don't realize what we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it is a daily thing. Yeah, right. you know, it's a daily thing. Yeah. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I have to remind myself. You know, this I am dying to that old self. You know that that selfishness that pride whatever i'm dealing with but it's so easy to forget by the time i get to work i'm already irritated you know not with you chase you looked at me when yeah, you said I'm sorry that. but you know you have it's a constant way of living and i think it's a constant state of prayer is like god help mm. me die to that self so i can live out your purpose and that others can see you through me i think dying to ourselves puts jesus in the front Mm -hmm. you know that they see they see jesus first Mm -hmm. and yeah it's not an easy thing and i think paul talks you can see that he struggles with that you know i have to i have to die Mm -hmm. every day i have to crucify my old self Mm -hmm. and remember that we talk about it today love Mm -hmm. love wins love is what i need to understand that my walk with god changes the world God has given us that, you know, that he's, he's, gave, he's given us his son, that we could have his love and our life and our could change, and we could live a way that others can change. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And, but I have to remind myself, like, every minute, like right now, mm-hmm. I'm reminding myself. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. And that's, that's one of the things that Paul said, not in Galatians, but in, in another letter that he wrote. He said, I die every day. Mm-hmm. I have to do it every day. One of the things that really, like, punched me in the gut when I was getting ready for the talk on Sunday um, was, first of all, that, you know, if if Peter and Paul can jack this stuff up, Mm. I definitely can jack it up. But then the other thing that kept coming back to me was humility. Uh, It is impossible for me to live in freedom with Jesus if I don't humble myself. And as you said, Brian, that for me, that's an every day. Like, dude, this is not about you. This is not about me. I, I have to, you know, take a step back, check myself. Uh, I have no chance of of loving Jesus and loving mm-hmm. people that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved your story on Sunday um, about when someone told you 
you know, <laughs> you could use a little bit more humility yeah. you know, in your life. And it's it's like, I I've, I didn't deny it by the way. Right, 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 right. right. Um, but no, I've been in that situation where I'm talking about. I've been in the that other guy's situation where I have been telling someone, hey, you could use a little bit more humbleness, and it's like. Well, so could you, dude. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and it's so hard because with your, um, like, you, you, the intention, it was good intention of what I was trying to exactly. say, and right. and maybe this guy had good intention. He I did. don't know, but he did. Um, but with that good intention, I feel like I need to be reminded, like Brian was saying, um, hey, it's it's not about you either, and so maybe. <laughs> As you come across, if, if that yeah. is you out there and you're listening to this and you find yourself, man, I do that all the time and I don't mean I don't mean anything by that. Maybe it's a it's a way you respond to people. And it's a thing of you saying, you know what, there's something that I'm trying to work on and maybe this is a reminder for you too. And it's more more or less you're putting it on yourself and you're saying, I need that humility and and you know, and I, and I pray the same for you too, is that as you lead people or as you go into your business and you're trying to remind them of, of that humility, mm. you, you are, rem- you're putting yourself out there. And I think that's sort of the same thing that that's what Christ would do as well, right. you know, is you're, you're leading by example. Um, and, and that's what I try to do, but I loved what you said there, you know, about the humility thing. And, um, yeah, not, I, I, I think you make a great point there when you say, uh, that there's people in your life. And th- this isn't a commercial for life groups. So we, life, <laughs> you guys that are listening, you're gonna, about to hear so much about life groups. I yeah, mean, we're yeah. basically going to shame you into a life group. But, <laughs> that's right. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, that, that's my thing, though. Yeah. I have yeah. to have I have to have people, specifically men in my life, that love me and have my best interest at heart to tell me, dude, you need to check yourself. Right. You're not being humble right now. And and if I know they're coming at me from a perspective of loving, wanting right. the best for me, I can receive that from mm-hmm. them. Totally. That's... Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking, um, when Paul kind of speaks to the church here, they've kind of understood the law a little bit, and, and they, I guess, got comfortable in church. Mm. You, yeah. know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think yeah. us yeah. pastors sometimes, we've been in ministry for a while, so we kind of get to that point. Sometimes that we're kind of lecturing a little bit, mm-hmm. and we we tend to we need to look inward mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about me, mm-hmm. right? yeah. not you. Right? Right. He, he, he keeps pointing yeah, at me. Pointing Chase. <laughs> oh, well, you are a student pastor. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. <laughs> but I think some. I think if we talked a little bit that last week about religion and, and that kind of thing. But I think that's what happens when you. I see it happen so many times. A new Christian comes into church. They just find Christ, and they're so innocent, mm-hmm. and they love, and they want to do everything. You see the passion. Yeah, the passion. Mm-hmm. About six months to a year later, they become this um, judgmental There's Christian. There's bitterness mm-hmm. in there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, don't you remember what you used to be? Yeah. And I think it's because we forget that. Mm-hmm. We start making it about mm-hmm. you know, the, the rules and not about that grace and mm-hmm. dying to self. I think... I think that church needs a lot of that. Yeah. We need to talk a lot about that freedom, mm-hmm. you know. And for, to me, I've been doing this 25 years. I keep saying that. I think it's getting repetitive. <laughs> I hope that's not a sign of anything. But, um, you know, for me, I have to constantly remember that, you know, that I'm here to love first and foremost, mm-hmm. not to lecture. Mm. I am here to help, 
you know, and guide through what we, we're teaching today. But, you know, for me, it's very simple. It's a very simple thing that we're trying to say here, that God loves you. He gave everything for you. Hey, now go change the world, you know. And I think if you do those things, if you do the the lectures or the counseling or guidance with love being the mm-hmm. goal, yeah. it changes everything. If yeah. you do it with needing to prove a point or trying to be right or showing that you're so much better than someone else, then then that is the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. And that's when the gospel dies. You know, you can't, right. it's not going to live in that. So I think when you do it with love as the goal, that's living the Christian life. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to do together. Right, you said it better than me. <laughs> you, know, it's good. you know, I think a lot of times um, people can't or haven't been able to see the love because it seemed like we were so interested in conforming people to our image instead of mm-hmm. the image of Jesus. Mm. Um, we, we were more okay. interested in making clones than Christ followers. Right. And I think people, the love just got lost yeah. because we were focused yeah. on all the wrong things. And it, sound, it does sound simple, Brian, but that, that's really what it is. You know, mm-hmm. if, if we would just fall in love with Jesus and love mm-hmm. people and serve people and, and let people know that, that God has great things for them, that's yeah. going to go a lot further than how we've tried to do it for decades, really. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, and it just dawned on me, I mean, somebody's listening to this probably uh, hearing us talk about, oh, if they just love, oh, that's sweet, <laughs> you know, if they would just love. <laughs> yeah. And what that doesn't mean, and this is my opinion, but I think what that doesn't mean is that we let people just do whatever they want. Or we just right. let, you know, oh, it's okay. God loves you. Right. And, that, and that's okay. Yeah, he does. But if you look at Galatians, mm-hmm. Paul was ticked. Like he oh, yeah. was mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was coming back to these people that he loved and these churches. And he was saying, I love you so much that I have to sort of get stern with you to wake you up. Right. And to let you know, listen, this is straight from the mouth of God. You know right. what I mean? Like, this. Mm-hmm. And so just because we say that we forgot, you know, to love or whatever, sometimes loving people means having conversations that aren't comfortable. Right. That's right. And um, I've had those. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's it's because it's. It's what we want to do because mm-hmm. God told us, John 10, 10 says he has created us for and not just to live a life, but live a life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And as believers, we we love you enough to want you to also have that life. And we know that if you have things in your life, they're going to hinder you. Then we need to tell you in love, hey, there is a better way. Right. Hey, there is there's a way yeah. to get junk out of your life and you will live life the way God intended you to live it. So mm-hmm. it's not uh, because you need to be like us to fit in or, right. you know, you, you're you not mm-hmm. meeting our standards. It's because we want the best for you. And I think that that is the difference is just yeah. the love. And I think what Chase is saying, too, Paul's saying to them, you guys know better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know better than this. And I do think there's moments in our and mm-hmm. we know those people that are close to us or we are we've been those people we've sometimes. been those people that say listen dude you can't do that yeah. you, need, you need to step up and and get it together you know that thing and it's people have a, done that to me right. growing mm-hmm. up sure. you know? oh, yeah. it's not a holier than thou Mm-mm. right but yeah. it is a, it is a um it, it is an attitude of 
I love you enough mm-hmm. to say this. Yeah. You yeah. know, and how how the other person responds or how we respond when we are when right. that's to us, that's everything. That's what I tell my kids too. Like how you yeah. respond it's is everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and here here's what I would say because we've all been in ministry long enough to know that some people will listen to that and they will be thankful for that and they will make changes and we will see seeds planted and we will see mm-hmm. crops grown mm-hmm. and we will That's see right. amazing movements of God. But more times than not, we see people get hurt over it because yeah. because there's shame there. There's They feel right. like there's judgment no matter how much we try not to. But, but here's what I love about Marathon and our leadership is we still love you. The, the, our sure. love is not conditional on you doing these things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're going to be happy when something happens or that we're going to, you know, celebrate in that. But we're going to love you mm-hmm. no matter what. Right. And honestly, I think God has used that. We've seen people, yeah. you know, for decades and we go, gosh, I just wish they would listen to us. And we love them through all of that. And maybe 20 years later, we're mm-hmm. like, wow, look at that. Look at what God is doing in their life right now. And mm-hmm. so I yeah. think. The key that a lot of ministries and a lot of church people don't do is they don't continue to love if the person doesn't get their act together. And mm-hmm. and that's what's hard for us. But you have to continue yeah. to love no matter what. That's so good, Casey. We talk about that when, when it comes to church, um, where people, they leave us mm-hmm. and how hard it is for us pastors to see people yeah. leave. But we talk about all the time that we love you when you're here. We love you when you're not. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we love you if whenever you God takes yes. you, wherever right. God takes you. Yes. And that, I had to learn that the tough way. Mm-hmm. I think all of us yeah. had yeah. that God's like, you know, you need to love people, mm-hmm. whether they come to your church or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not the criteria that you need to base your love on, you know. It's where they go. Yeah. 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 And that's been a struggle sometimes, but oh, I, yeah. I've learned there's so much freedom. Mm-hmm. Talk about freedom that, mm-hmm. in that. Because that's God's the one that holds their future. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I so love true. them. God can. Well, that's a little bit of that humility on the, yeah. on the church staff side yeah. is I'm not responsible, and mm. there I am. Here's what I have to say every time that I ever speak, whether it's once a year on Mother's Day, <laughs> on the we're going to change that. Or, it's going to be a lot. You know, in kids, even um, and Chase, you can tell them. Like I literally, if I'm giving a salvation message, it wow. just yeah. tears me up. Mm-hmm. I just feel such a weight. And there was a moment where I had to say before kids camp, you know, in front of 400 kids, and I'm about to give the gospel, and I'm like, God, don't let me mess it up. And I just had a moment of seriously, like I felt like he just kind of knocked me down a peg, and he said, "My story's so good." There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to mess it up, <laughs> right. and there's nothing you can do to make it better. My, if you tell my story, mm-hmm. that's all you have to do. And so I, I think that you know that was a little bit of humility that I had to face. I, we're not responsible. We God can use us, but it is there is a freedom. We love whoever God puts in that's front right. of us, and we love them as they go. But we're not responsible for that. We're we're not that powerful. Right. God's the only one that can do the that. The story has already been written. Yeah. And if we like the ending is the best, you know, and if we could just tell that story, we can take that weight off of us. hundred percent. Right. And if we can invite people in to to that freedom of listen, join us in in telling and reading the story of of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think that would go so far, you know.
Guys, that is so good. And, and I think that's why Paul was so livid. He's like, don't you dare add anything right. to this. Right. The, the, the message of Jesus is so simple and so straightforward. Don't you dare try to add something to this. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's where his righteous indignation, I think, really caught fire because like don't don't pile a bunch of stuff on that right. isn't important right. who do you think you are right, <laughs> that yeah. you can make this story any better you got two different gospels i think and that's literally how paul put exactly. it yes. you got two different gospels and one of them is so far from the truth right stop yeah it's already been written stop it's already yeah. been written stop. and because they're church people they're like but peter peter did it <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's his fault yeah I feel like we need that written down somewhere. Like yeah. it's already been written. Like I need that in my no, office. Awesome. I need yeah. to stop trying to rewrite it every it's day. Right. It's already been written. That's right. That's right. Mm. It's, let me throw this out there. Um, and I'm not trying to be controversial and I don't want us to get into, you know, anything weird, but how, how do we actually love people that don't look like us, don't think like us, don't have the same values that we have? Um, and, and how do you love them unconditionally without expectations, without looking for them to change or come over to our side as, as a church, as, as people, as ministers? Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we really go about that where we're like, there, there is an end in sight, but, but we love you even if you never get there? Well, wow. I can answer the first part of that a little bit. <laughs> and actually... Um, our curriculum here for most of our, well, actually all of our next gen right now, we use orange curriculum. And um, I was doing some of some of their um, classes and things, listening through, and they said something that just pierced my heart. And um, that is basically every single human being that you look at, no matter what color, no matter what age, no matter what they believe, no matter what sin they carry. Every single human being was made in the image of God. That's right. Every single one of them. So, you know, there are times where, you know, I might put on my judgmental hat for a second or I might think, you know, or, or even in conversations with my kids when they're like, but, you know, how how can these people? And I just have to say, well, you know, those people were made in the image of God. And it blows my kids' minds mm-hmm. to, for, for a, a bad guy to be made in the image of God. Mm, there you are. Every single human being is made in the image of God. And so I just have to constantly remind myself of that. When someone does something that I don't like, that I don't agree with, that scares me, whatever it is, they were made in the image of God. And God was just as intricately involved in how they were formed as he was in how I was formed. Mm-hmm. And and God loves that person. And, and God sent his son to die for that person. And so I think I have to just knock it down to that most basic level of, okay, this is, we're all on the same playing field here. We all are made in the same image of an incredible God. And let's start there. Now, I I struggle <laughs> with wanting them to believe like me and act like me and all that stuff. So I don't have an answer for that. I'll pass that along. Well, you, you get to be a masterpiece <laughs> and a work in progress yes, simultaneously. That was good that oh, you said that. We, we honked the horn on that one that at Drive-In Church. Yeah. <laughs> that Absolutely. was a good one. You know, one of the things I love is, and I'm bent a particular way theologically, and and I have, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ that that I love, and and they have the right to be wrong, but not not only. <laughs> I caught that. I don't know if anyone else caught humility, that. I caught that. Humility. Yeah, humility. <laughs> Remember that? Exactly. What you said? Not not only are they made 
in the image of God, but Jesus Christ died for every single person that has ever walked in this planet. Mm-hmm. And that includes those Old Testament believers as well. Absolutely, yes. Mm. He, he paid the final yeah. price on the cross. So they're created in his image, and then he sent his own son to die for mm-hmm. them. And for me, it, I try to see everybody through that lens. And, and hey, I'm with you, Casey. Man, it's, there's some days it, that lens just isn't there. Like, <laughs> right. I need right. to change glasses or yeah. something. But Need a new prescription. <laughs> I, it, and it's hard sometimes. You know, and that that guy pulling the, tra- you know, the trailer filled with trash on the 123, it's hard for me sometimes <laughs> to see as somebody that Jesus died for. But that's, that's, yeah, well, that's where it is. I had this experience almost every day. <laughs> It seems because I I look at Facebook too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I see in trouble, man. I'm like, man, don't they know that's stupid? Why did you <laughs> Why did you say that? Why I'm like, these are my friends, and and then you see all the politics, yeah, and here and, we go, yeah. And I'm just I'm just like, Brenda's like, just don't look at it. Because I want to say something so bad. I know. I want to say that. You know, I think you said idiot Sunday. And I know that's (laughs) not very Christian. (laughs) But I do. I I I call him like I see him, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But it's almost like we do that to ourselves. You know, it's like feeding that Mm -hmm. side of you that's, you know, just making you want to lash out. And then I have to back up and say, I love what Casey said. These are people made in the image of God, mm-hmm. no matter who they vote for. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. You know, what they believe. And we need to shine and show them that love. They're not yeah. saying we all agree on everything. I get it. But there's one thing that we talked about today that the law can't win on, and that's love. Mm-hmm. You'll never be wrong with love. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so it's better if I don't read Facebook. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I I do struggle with that. And I think for me, I struggle with people I know that can do better. I think me and you talked about this, that I get really, um, I guess, impatient with people I think Mm -hmm. can do better. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have to back up again. You put your expectations on them. Yeah, I do. Um, Well, and I think for me, I've been... I've been resting in this for a while and I keep bringing it up. But last year I did um, in our, our student, like the orange curriculum or XP three is what it's called. They did like a one-off service and it was about racism. And I remember last year going, ah, I don't know. How <laughs> I don't do want I, to touch that with I, a 10 foot mm-hmm. pole right now. So mm-hmm. I start digging in you know, to scripture and I started listening and I started, and one of the things that came out of that message that I've just held on to and stuck with, and then here we are almost a year later, a little over a year later than when I gave that message, um, is, is this idea of oneness isn't the same as sameness. Mm. That's right. And so we can be one in Christ, we can be one unified together and not be the same. And I'm not even talking about just color. I'm talking about, you know, uh, there's people that love a different style of music than I do. Mm-hmm. And when we get in the car, we can still be one, but have different styles of music, mm-hmm. right? Um, and But the only way that I've witnessed for a year now for me to understand that oneness and sameness being different and, and it's okay to to not be the same, but to be one in Christ is what we talked about before, the humility. Mm. You have to be humble enough to go, Mm -hmm. 
my way isn't the only That's way. It. Right. And and if you are that, then you you won't see it. You've already you're off to a bad start. It's already off mm-hmm. on the wrong track. Like you have to break yourself down and become selfless. And I'm not saying I get it right every single time. But since that day or that night that I presented this, presented the gospel and how does that pertain to racism? And and I had tons of students go, I've never seen it that way, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to do my best. Because, you know, if, if, if we do, if we're um, like we talked about it before this, like if we do get on a plane and there's someone that's different than me and we get nervous or we get scared. Why is that? What do we, you know, okay, well, we've got to step back, drop our pride and go, okay, we may not be the same, but we can be one, but it takes me going, I'm not, I'm not the only one that's right. Mm -hmm. Like I, we have to see eye to eye and humility has been a a huge thing for me. And and again, I don't always get it right. You know, there's many times I get it wrong. But if there's one thing that, you know, to answer your question, I think that's uh, sameness and oneness. Yeah, they're they're two completely different things, but God's desire for us is oneness. And so Mm -hmm. the only way we can do that is to humble ourselves and go, they're made in the image of Christ Mm -hmm. and I made in the image of Christ and we can be one in that Mm -hmm. and, and put him as the focus. And that may be, some people might be go, that's over spiritual <laughs> but No, I mean, but for me, I know this is true. If love decreases in me, then pride increases. Mm-hmm. That's good. And yeah. every time that happens, conflict is coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. With my wife, with mm-hmm. my kids, with my yes. coworkers, it doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. If the love decreases, the pride increases, and there's about to be a train wreck. Right. This is the way it happens in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I also, sorry, I, I know no, you talk good. a lot, but I just... There's, I don't ever want to get to a place where someone doesn't feel worthy because of my preference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because who am I to say, and I know that's drastic, but like literally what I'm saying to someone, if I'm judging them or if I'm not coming at it from the love goggles, so to speak, or seeing it through the, is that I'm worthy and you're not. I'm worthy to have this opinion and you're not. I'm worthy to live this life and you're not. And when we become more one in Christ and we become, if we set out and said we both are equally worthy because he died for us. It said, for God so loved the world, right, that he sent his son. It didn't say for God so uh, liked a certain type of person, Mm -hmm. for God so Mm -hmm. chose this particular person. Mm -hmm. No, for God so loved creation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I did some studies. We talked, Brian, about this. Like we did studies on the the word world, and it wasn't necessarily human. It was creation. Right. God loved creation so much, everything that he made, that he would send his son to die so that we all could be worthy and be in one mm-hmm. with him. And I, I just, to people, I've had conversations where the first thing I say is, man, I don't know you. But I want you to know you're worthy. Mm-hmm. You're worthy. Yeah, that's big. You're worthy to be loved. Mm-hmm. You're worthy to live this life. You're worthy to live in freedom. And uh, man, I I said that to a student. Um, I didn't even know on the basketball court one day. And man, he just he came up to me and fist bumped me and he said, "Man, I'm, I haven't had anybody tell me that before." Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's huge. It you is. Know? It is. Well, and I think 
you know, I said I didn't have an answer to the second part of that question, <laughs> but I may have come up with an idea. No, I mean, it just goes back to what we were saying before. Um, you know, how do we love someone without expectation that they believe like we do, that they conform to what we do? And I just feel like it's not our responsibility. It's not our job to make them believe. It's our job to love them, mm-hmm. to be examples to them, to be help to them. But wow, do we think so little of the Holy Spirit's power that that we're the ones that have to transform someone's life when we yes. don't even have our yeah. own life together? I mean, I think yeah. in these instances, it's yeah. like when you talk about the speck in someone else's eye and you have a log in yours, <laughs> I think... It speaks volumes when you handle the log in your own eye God, for those yeah. around you. Totally. So instead of trying to worry about like, but God, I love them so much. I've got to get that speck out of their eye. Well, love <laughs> them so much that you take the log out of exactly. yours and let them see what that does through you. And mm-hmm. then let God use that um, instead right. of us trying to force it to make it happen because that never works. And so I think the answer is you, you can't make somebody believe like you do. You have to just live the way that God has told us to live and let him use that. And he has the power to make change. Mm-hmm. We don't. Okay. Yeah. That's my answer. I don't know if we got this much time, but um, I've told this story before and it just kind of reminded me of that. When I worked at Hartness, I had a, what they call a real job. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Right. Shot to the heart. I mean, and, and you're, you're to blame. blame. And I, I, I thank God. <laughs> Yeah. You give ministry a bad name. Um, wow. Now we're quoting Bon Jovi. She's on fire. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Shot to the heart. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry, Brian. I don't know where I was going now. Um, you had a you real were, job. You had a real I, job. This was many years ago, and I and I worked at Hartness. I said, and which is a company locally, and. I was pretty much new. I, I, well, I've been a Christian all my life, but I never really understood that. <laughs> and I was really trying, I think. I started helping in uh, RAs. Y'all don't remember that, probably. Royal I Ambassadors. I was, yeah. Royal Ambassadors. On, I was teaching. and I wasn't allowed in. And it was those days when, remember, <laughs> y'all remember the T-shirts, God's Gym? Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. That, that was, was the day gym. when Christian T-shirts started coming out and people yeah. would wear them. What and, were we thinking? And they thought that was actually – they were witnessing that way. Really what they were doing was causing issues, yeah. I think. Um, they were giving material to be and, made fun of, I think. Is yeah. yeah. Well, the guys sure. I work with were – I mean, not Christian. They they, they despise you know, anything like that. And, and one of my good friends um, named Ted – and he was an atheist, basically. And it was that time when we talked about wearing T-shirts, God's gym, and all that. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much despised, you know, anything Christian. And I knew that. And so I didn't talk about it much. But he was new to working with us. And so we just, I said, let's just go to lunch. So we started going to lunch every day. And just because he had nobody else to go to lunch with. <laughs> and, you know. Um, but he would, I, I, I know he knew I was a Christian and he would just cuss as much as he could the whole time. Because he knew you were shocked about I guess yeah, so. He exactly. was just trying his best. Trying to get a reaction out of you. And, and I didn't pay any attention. I'd just talk, you know, and, you know, I'd say my blessing, which I thought was funny. He thought it was funny. And, um, but we, we, we did that, I bet, for a year or more. 
and we became really good friends and come to find out he was a songwriter and he had lived in las vegas and and toured with a lot of people and i I was piano player and we got to talking and then you know just one day out of the blue you know i said well ted you know we got somehow it opened the door to talk about being my faith christian faith and i said what's it going to take what do you need Mm. do you need a sign and basically that one little question triggered him to say you know maybe i do Mm. you know and long story short ted became a christian Mm. you know after just loving him Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. letting him you know be who he is without any religious Mm -hmm. thing and just loving him we talk about love and being Mm -hmm. letting that happen and and then he became a worship leader at a church in charleston wow you know and i'm always reminded of that Mm-hmm. Because we love, God does the changing. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And you know that's what I always remember. It's like God won't won't let that go yeah. away. Remember, Brian, I did the changing. Yes. Let, let the Spirit do what only the Spirit can do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's when I see this. You say, "How do you like somebody that don't agree with you?" Or I just love them, and it's, it. It, it actually becomes fun sometimes. <laughs> When you can love someone mm-hmm. to the point that almost irritates them, mm-hmm. why are you nice to me? Why do you Why do you love me so much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go away. That's good. I hate to say it, but sometimes it's more fun to hang around people that are extremely far from God than people that claim to be Christians. Oh, I'm is. just saying. There are definitely times, yes. Any uh, final thoughts? Uh, we... Pastor Eddie's going to jump off uh, where Chase and I have left off, and he's going to uh, finish up Galatians for us, and then we're headed uh, to a love revolution. Ooh. That's right. That's a but. good one. Uh, the my final thought is this, and I'll probably have a couple of more. No, I, <laughs> my um, first final thought. Is. No, I I just uh, we you know we have these notes, and it's like what are some. What type of passions and desires can hinder our freedom in Jesus? And I, that stuck out to me um, because of John five thirty nine through 40, and where it talks about, like, I think sometimes our passions for Bible and knowledge get in the way of loving people. And a lot of that probably is not necessarily, uh, a lot of people are not a fan of that statement because they're like, what are you talking about? But... Um, I mean, if you read John 5, 39 through 40, like the message version says, like, you have your heads in the Bible and I'm standing right in front of you and I'm offering the life that you wanted. But you would rather keep just digging into this this Bible of knowledge instead of get the one thing that it's going to give you eternal life. I mean, that's mm-hmm. my paraphrase. But like to me, that is something that um, that I really have focused on is that. The Bible is good. The Bible is good. It's just not like that can't be your excuse for not loving someone. Well, you you don't need to worship the Bible. You need to use the Bible to worship God. Right, and, right. Um, it can be really, really easy to get the two confused. Sure. It says, because um, I believe God's words are the best words, and so I just right. said that. I said my, my version, but it says, 39, you study the scriptures uh, diligently. Because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. 
And so I would just encourage people, like, it's not about how many times you pray a day. It's not how much knowledge that you can get. Yes, go to school even to get knowledge of of the Word, but don't let it get in the way of doing the one thing that God or Jesus said, this is the biggest command that I give Mm -hmm. you, and that's to love. So don't the passions that you have, don't let that get in the way of really loving somebody because that that could be the one thing that mm-hmm. leads them to Christ right. is Absolutely. just the love you give, like Brian's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would make that my final. I said it Sunday. I'll say it again. Uh, if you want to be deep, love Jesus and love people, mm-hmm. that's deep. Oh, yes. If yeah. you, yes. if you, I mean, everybody wants to go deep. That That's as deep as it gets. Yeah, yeah you're right. It can be difficult to do. That's true. <laughs> it's the, the most not, difficult. It's not to love easy. people. But, it's not know, easy. But it's it's definitely what changes people. Mm-hmm. I mean, loving them and letting the Spirit and God do what He does best. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't rewrite the story. I love what you said. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's it's good enough on its own. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. Hey, guys, th- thanks so much. Uh, great conversation today. Uh, everybody, you can check us out at MarathonChurch.org, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, continue to join us. Thanks for joining us today, and we will talk to you next time.